Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, May 16th, and you're listening to Rocket City Lift. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We're going to continue reading about the early church and its formation from the book of Acts. But before we do that, let's have a moment for prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, in the reading of your word and hearing how your gospel and church spread into the world... May we take note of that you are active in the world today. May we have faith and hope in all that you do. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Our passage today is from the Acts of the Apostles, the 17th chapter, verses 16 through 31. While Paul was waiting in Athens, he was deeply distressed to see that the city was full of idols. So he argued in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout persons and also in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be there. Also, some Epicurean and Stoic philosophers debated with him. Some said, what does this babbler want to say? Others said, he seems to be a proclaimer of foreign divinities. This was because he was telling the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. So they took him and brought him to the Areopagus and asked him, May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting? It sounds rather strange to us, so we would like to know what it means. Now all the Athenians and the foreigners living there would spend their time in nothing but telling or hearing of something new. Then Paul stood in front of the Areopagus and said, Athenians, I see how extremely religious you are in every way. For as I went through the city and looked carefully at the objects of your worship, I found among them an altar with the inscription, To an unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you, the God who made the world and everything in it. He who is Lord of heaven and earth does not live in shrines made by human hands, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mortals life and breath and all things. From one ancestor, he made all nations to inhabit the whole earth, and he allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of the places where they would live so that they would search for God and perhaps grope for him and find him, though indeed, He is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As even some of your poets have said, for we too are his offspring. Since we are God's offspring, we ought not to think that the deity is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of mortals. While God has overlooked the times of human ignorance, Now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he's fixed a day on which he will have the world judged in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him. 
from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Tara, how are you? And you want to share maybe the last best thing you've seen in the church? Sure. Um, I'm good. I, um, while we are recording this, I think it's going to be a beautiful day. It's going to be in the low 80s, and I'm really excited about that. Um, I am a little worried, though, that it's been, like, cool, and we're going to go straight to 100 degrees, but, yeah. you know, I can't pick. Um, and the last best thing, I don't know if it's the last or the best, but we had a session meeting night before last, and our elders, we all played, um, is it scripture or is it Star Wars? <laughs> and um, that was a lot of fun being silly. I was terrible at that game. It's- Kind of embarrassing. Everybody was. <laughs> Just wait till I hit you with, is it Adele or King David? That's going to be the new uh, Bible content exam for ordination. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, and you, sir, how are you? <laughs> last well. best thing? Uh, I'm well. Uh, last best thing, this was a little while ago, but uh, there, there was an interaction I had with a family of, um, I had written them a note, uh, encouraging them kind of uh, as parents and that just telling them how great their kid was uh and they sent me a note and these are very introverted uh, private people who i love and then they sent me a note back about how like my note had made them cry and here's all the reasons and thank how they're thankful for the ministry of the church and that made me cry so it's like really beautiful interaction between us the circle and our, of tears in the, in the medium that we both preferred <laughs> <laughs> you introverts oh, that's so funny i was um i was talking with someone and they mentioned how you know they really didn't want to do this thing because they had to be in front of people and i was like i understand And then I said, and when I say that, as someone who always likes the attention, I mean, theoretically, (laughs) Theoretically, I understand. understand. (laughs) That's hilarious. But to to our scripture, in this passage, Paul is spreading the gospel in the synagogues and in the marketplace. Uh, Where does he receive the most kind of welcome or interest, and why do you think that is? So a couple of things. You know, we see here, well, let me back up and say, as someone who came to the Bible um, as an adult, I am always amazed because I'll read scripture and be like, oh, that's me. Hmm. Um, And one of the things the gospel points out is that the people you think would hear the message of Jesus and be excited, the Jewish religious leaders and community at that time, they often can't hear it and Mm -hmm. reject it. And yet the people you think would have, you know, not a dog in the race, as they say, Mm -hmm. um, they are the most interested. And that's really, we see that continuing here in Acts So um, Paul is going to the synagogues um, with the Jews and devout persons. And we don't hear a lot more about that, which basically means he's probably not getting a lot of traction. Yeah. But we do hear about him going to the marketplace and engaging with these Epicurean and Stoic philosophers. And it's so interesting to me that they don't, shout him down, although some do say, what does this babbler want to say, which I imagine is what everyone is thinking sometimes when I preach. Um, They don't do that. What they say is, can you come and talk to us more? Can you come tell us more about this? And so they go to the Areopagus, which is a place where you go to debate ideas. Um, A kind of side note um, is that when it says that, you know, this is a community who loves to talk about um, something new. 
Um, that really means they love to learn. Mm -hmm. And when it says debate, that is their way of learning and reasoning in a public forum. And so it's not so much that Paul's arguing. Um, it's that he's speaking to them in a way that meant something to them. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. 100%. It, yeah, uh, the, that's, how, uh, that's how the Greek marketplace was. You had to have people that would stand up and discuss and debate, and others would come and listen, and it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't necessary. I mean, it probably could get vicious, uh, but in the most part, that's just how the culture worked, and so Paul is entering into that. One thing you pointed out that I hadn't thought about, you know, so often we read the book of Acts, and uh, we were reading about the church kind of exploding and, and people coming uh, to hear about Christ, and that there's an example of that in this story. But uh, also, yeah, the failure of Paul, <laughs> if, if you will. Yeah. Uh, that it does not gloss over the fact that Paul goes and uh, debates in the synagogue with Jews and devout persons, mm -hmm. uh, and, it, and it comes to nothing. Uh, something I think that we could probably highlight more in the church that, you know, sometimes you do this work that you feel called to and there's not fruit that you see. Uh, and that's okay. That, that Paul doesn't give up there, uh, but he continues on to the next place that he's called to, which is the marketplace. And then the fruit starts to bear. Um, at least in, in myself, I'm so often like, well, that didn't work. Well, I'm going to just give up on it. Yeah, like uh, the it, first time I prayed. Yeah. And I was like, well, I prayed. Well, that, that didn't sucked. work. I did that <laughs> once. Yeah, and I also, <clears throat> I'm going to kind of connect this to, I had this, I was doing my own personal devotion this morning. Mm -hmm. And this phrase kept coming up for me. And it was, may I proclaim the gospel in all that I do. Which I think is what Paul is doing. That is a very different thing than may I convert people. Mm-hmm. Those are two different things. Mm -hmm. One is focused on the gospel. One is focused on what you can do to change a person. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I have to imagine Paul probably failed as many times as he succeeded. Mm -hmm. And I do think the work of the church is about planting seeds that I may never see mm -hmm. bloom. Mm -hmm. Which is just like, uh, it feels so difficult uh, in life because, I mean, we complain about, I mean, we, I complain yes, about. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah. Clean that up. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> we all, society complains about when fast food workers aren't moving, you know, quick enough for us to get our food right now. And so the thought of uh, planting seeds generationally, I think, is something that's difficult for me to wrap my head around sometimes. Yet, I think that that is gospel in a lot of ways, that that is gospel of of god's working on uh god's timeline acknowledging that that is not your own um yeah. and and that god will continue working uh and i get to be i have a privilege to be a part of that with things that succeed and things that fail uh but i'm contributing to this great uh garden that uh i may not get to see the exact harvest of it uh, but i'm prepping the ground i'm tilling it you know Mm hmm. Hmm.
Hmm. Hmm. Love that. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again on Wednesday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen. Amen.